1998, Johannes Pintel, a mathematician and amateur archaeologist, charted an expedition to Mount Gimbala, the extinct volcano that dominates the region of Sudan. He enlisted his ward, 13-year-old Gilbert Gil Pinifap, and hired two guides and a shaman to accompany him. Their mission? To retrace the path of legendary explorer Nat Ancod, who ten years earlier disappeared deep within the bowels of the dead volcano in search of an ancient object and the mysterious civilization that guards it. What was that object? And would Pintel's team suffer the same fate? You are listening to the Bungled Podcasts. On May 4, 1998, the team set off to hike across the Mara Mountains, a distance of 65 miles. Gil Pinifap documented the entire journey and would publish the account in a 2004 issue of the American Journal of Archaeology. According to Pinifap, by the time they reached the peak of Mount Gimbala a week later, their food supply was running low, one of the guides contracted yellow fever, and the group was low in spirits. Only two members decided to make the descent into the heart of the volcano, Johannes Pintel and Pinifap. Pinifap writes that the path was steep and treacherous, filled with jagged and loose rocks. Whatever rocks didn't cut your shoes and skin, he explains, would shift beneath your feet. Despite the dangers, they reached the base of the volcano with little injury and discovered a series of tunnels. One of those tunnels, Pinifap writes, emitted a faint glow, so we decided to investigate. As we progressed through the narrow path, I became increasingly uneasy, as though the very walls stared at me. The tunnel opened to a large cavern, and at its center was a low, controlled fire. Lying before it were the remains of Nat Ancoft, holding an object wrapped in cloth close to his chest. When I pulled the object from the corpse, Pinifap writes, the very walls seemed to shift, and soon we were surrounded by strange creatures. He continues, they were tall and thin, their complexion light as ash, their hide hard as stone, like walking statues. They looked not at us, but at the object I hugged close, their eyes large, sad, and blood-red. Pinifap and Pintel took off in a sprint, back through the tunnel and up the path. The creatures gave chase, howling, chilling, childlike wails. The sharp rocks crumbled beneath Pinifap and Pintel, slowing their climb. But they were still able to outpace these volcano men. Or maybe they were allowed to escape. Pinifap was uncertain. They reached the camp, the volcano men close behind, and called to their teammates. The two guides grabbed their rifles and fired at the marauders as Pinifap and Pintel sought the safety of the tent. There, Pinifap unwrapped the object. It was an unnatural thing, he writes, the size and shape of a coconut, its surface black, oil slick, and warm to the touch. I suddenly felt ill at its presence, a sense of dread taking over me. 
Then the artifact pulsed once and spread out like an ink splotch. Then a second time. Each time it throbbed, it grew in size. The black cloud, as Pinifap termed it, immediately consumed Pintel. But Pinifap managed to stumble out of the tent. The darkness shot out and devoured the two guides and the shaman. The volcano men simply kneeled and awaited their fate as it took them too. As the thing grew bigger and bigger, now encompassing the entire campsite, Pinifap tumbled down the volcano's side, running as fast as he could, not looking back, never looking back. He was the sole survivor. My name is Gil Pinifap, and the horror I released upon the world that day is The Bungled Podcats. May God have mercy on my soul. Join us next week on The Bungled Podcasts when we reveal five gluten-free dessert recipes for your pet hamster. <laughs>